It's so good to be back home and with our Connect Church family. We've been with our Connect Church India family and again just here back with you, our family. I'm just going to say, you, I think you're a better looking service than the last service. I think, uh, tap your neighbor and say, I think he's preaching the truth right there. Come on, somebody. But we're, look, it's so good to uh, good to be here, and um, uh, again, I must just say, we only arrived home at 7 p.m. Uh, last night. You can probably just turn the fallbacks down a little bit there, uh, Vanessa, just, uh, yeah, that's good. So um, we arrived home at 7 p.m. last night after traveling. We left India on Thursday at 4 a.m., uh, and that's sort of like 4 a.m. now, India time, I think, uh, right, about, uh, right about now. So if I don't say anything that makes sense, humor me, just laugh in the right place or uh, wherever. But you know, I pray I would encourage you uh, uh, today and just, um, uh, again, I, I realize, man, it's been a, a tough week uh, for uh, New Zealand. And as Jerry Lee Lewis said in the 1950s, coming over, baby, there's been a whole lot of shaking uh, going on. And, and so I understand. And uh, being a fireman, of course, I was getting my phone was going mental and ballistic over in India. And, and it was just saying like flooding, 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 and uh, all over the company. Of course, I was in Singapore. I got a scary one on Friday night saying Meadows Church, trees on fire. I was like, I'm from Singapore. Grace, there's trees on fire the church so it wasn't it was just kids shooting fireworks or something uh crazy but but hey it's been a uh, been a tough week and uh, i understand it and hey what about the people of kaikoura god just be with them but again all those affected by uh the quakes god i just pray even for our pastors brian and lisa down there at our new life church in kaikoura father god i just pray that you would help them and strengthen them give them wisdom and what to do and how they can help in that situation in jesus name Amen. And uh, again, too, we have an opportunity. We do have a New Life Church right there. They're cut off just like everyone else. They're doing whatever they can to help people there. As I said in the last service, I'll say in this one, if you want to sow into that, they're uh, struggling financially, resources-wise, trying to get food and uh, stuff and purchase. If you want to sow into that, that's a way we can help as New Life to another New Life uh, Church there as they try and reach out to their community with food and welfare and all other types of things that they can do there. You can go to the information desk after the service and, uh, you know, give them 20 grand or something uh, or whatever you can, just so into uh, the work there as they're working very hard there. <coughs> they're, I, I believe they're really tired and obviously with all the stuff that's going, uh, going on and so whatever we can do to just sort of lighten their load would be really fantastic. And of course, coming in and seeing Wellington wild weather and even tornadoes on the Kapiti Coast. I mean, we're sitting over there in India going, what's going on over yeah, over there? Yeah, it was tough on the beach. That was the last couple of days. Trust me, we deserve that beach time. Uh, it was, um, uh, we, we um, again, I just want to say, look, we had a very fruitful time. Uh, in India and with our churches there and again just sitting there with all of our leaders we did a one-day thing with all of our leaders pastors and leaders and new ones that we we hadn't met before who traveled from Satara because we've got a now we've got a church apparently in Satara and uh, which uh, Ravi uh, the policeman who I told you about he's pastoring that every week he travels for two hours and uh, two and a half hours goes down leads the Sunday service but here's the thing they would come up to our services as well just to hang out with us and again I got all emotional I got like sookie sookie crybaby-ish uh, over there as I realized man 23 years we've been 
doing this. And, and just these guys are soldiering on. It's not a fly-by-night uh, sort of thing. And again, it, <clears throat> they love us over there. I mean, we're like celebrities. Believe it or not, it's just kind of crazy. I've never shaken so many hands or had my photo. So you just sit there and they're like, can we take a photo? Yeah, go. <laughs> That's the guy. It's like hundreds and hundreds of uh, uh, photos. I'm like, you already took photos with me last week. What are you taking photos? But, but they love taking, uh, taking photos. But just seeing what God is doing. There was a, uh, like I said, 23 years ago, Adam, whose name was Krishna, they changed his name to Adam after me. Wow. And, and so uh, his name was Krishna. They're from a Hindu family. They changed, uh, converted to Jesus. And now I, I, I meet Adam. I mean, it's been four years since I've been there. So Adam's now as tall as me, which isn't hard, but, but he's as tall, as tall as me. And now he's the youth pastor. He's in full-time ministry. And then I go on and I meet, uh, yeah, come on, give Jesus some thank you. Uh, um, I mean, his life could have been so different. His life could have been so different. You know, I don't know if he'd remained Krishna or whatever. What would he have ended up at? Where, who would he have been following? And just not only that, here was the cool thing. So we're talking to these two uh, beautiful looking uh, uh, girls. And uh, we're like, how did you end up at church? How long? Well, Adam came. He reached out to us. We, we weren't coming to church and stuff. And, and so he reached out. And so now he's winning people. Come on, somebody, to Jesus. He's winning people. And lives are uh, being changed. And it was just, man, I got all emotional just sitting there thinking all the history. Yeah, and seeing Ravi, the policeman. I mean, uh, uh, just, he was totally anti-God, yet God changed his life all those years ago. And now he's pastoring and, and, and reaching out and still arresting people. So I think it's like an anointing or one over on the house to get all the cops and stuff. But, but I, I, again, it's just seeing what God is doing there blue. Uh, uh, my mind and the new people and just how far they'll go to, to try. I know sometimes we can say, man, it's, it's hard to get to church. I mean, I had to drive five minutes. I mean, some guys drove like for two, three hours uh, to get to, to church. In fact, we were doing one leadership thing. I just wanted to meet with a small group of pastors and just talk uh, with them about how, how we're going to go from Meadows to Connect Church because we want to shift them. And I didn't want them to just sort of change the name without understanding what was all behind it. And one pastor from Mumbai, from our church, apparently that's connected in Mumbai, and uh, Dennis went and preached there, hard out, did an amazing job. In fact, they, they, all the team were flipping amazing. They had such a good attitude. So, and they had to travel like... In, in Chris, they traveled to Mumbai for like three hours. Three hours, they left at some real early time in the morning. They took all the time, preached there for hours, came back, because you get to preach for hours over there. And then, yeah, they came back and, and didn't have any time to go home night and did the night service at Condwa, uh, which was pretty, uh, pretty cool. But this pastor who traveled all the way from Mumbai to come to this leaders thing, he got there because the buses are late or whatever. He got there five minutes before we finished. But he still had a happy heart, came out to dinner for us, and then went home for two, three, uh, three hours. It's just the things God <coughs> is doing, and it's just, it's just uh, blows my mind. And then, of course, we went to the children's home. That was, that was pretty cool. And um, where's Melissa? Where's Melissa? Or as we call her over there, because they couldn't get her name right, they called her Medissa. Medissa. So, hey, Medissa, what's up? What's happening down? She kind of likes that name, so everybody can now call her Medissa. Everybody say Medissa. Come on. Yo-yo. Yo-yo. It's a kind of a rap name. That's her rap name when she raps. <coughs> she wrapped a lot of gifts for you, Leon. Yeah, come on. 
So, so uh, uh, again, we went to the children's home. That was so cool. Obviously, we helped them out with uh, uh, um, the, the food and uh, Sari Saturday and all that type of stuff. And it was great to eat some Connect Church eggs because, uh, you know, we, we, we feed them. And so we were eating those. I was like, we're making a difference. Melissa or Medissa, she melted when she saw all the kids. She was like, I thought, oh, no, she's having culture shock moments. <laughs> <laughs> but she was, she just melted like a she was bawling her eyes out and stuff like that. It's just God uh, uh, touched that, and just to hear from the pastors uh, how much impact that what we do. You know, it's eggs, it's chicken, but they they wouldn't have had that without us doing what we do for a whole year, being able to feed them out of uh, Sari uh, Sari Saturday and stuff. So absolutely fantastic job. And one of the things I loved is. It's just hearing that they actually watch our videos online and over there in India, which is cool. And so hands up, hands together for the video team who put that all together. <laughs> so Pastor Ajay and Rupali, they were, they were saying, Pastor, we watch your videos online. I said, yeah, they're amazing, eh? No, no. I, I, they just said, uh, I was like, really? He said, yes, Pastor, I take your sermons and I, and I, I, I do them. And I was like, oh, that is so cool. I met Pastor Vijay in the children's home. Yeah, we watch you online. So I don't know who else is watching online or where in the world people are watching, but it's so cool to sometimes you think, well, who's watching it? Well, there are people all over the world watching it. So I just thought we'll just say here a big hello to Pastor Ajay. I told him we'd do this to Pastor Ajay, to Pastor Rupali, to Pastor Vijay, to Pastor Prem. And Sangeeta, we love you guys here at Connect Church and our Connect Church family over there in India. Come on, let's give them a big, uh, a big hello. <clears throat> and to everybody else out there uh, who watches, uh, and I guess who's part of our online Connect family, we just want to say a very big hello and just welcome to a service and pray you'll uh, be blessed as you uh, listen. And so, look, we're really, really fantastic, uh, fantastic time, but as we said, happy <clears throat> happy to uh, be back in, did an amazing job speaking to schools and churches and different ones. I couldn't go to all the uh, churches that were there. And so Ian and Chris went along and did that and did a great, <clears throat> great, great job there. Um, <clears throat> as you can see, <laughs> losing, uh, losing my voice. I must say in the last service, I couldn't hear a thing, but my ear popped just in that last song. Amen. And what a song that was. I didn't even know we wrote that song. I, I didn't even know we wrote that song. I said to uh, Matt in the last service, I was like, oh, what, what album's that off? I haven't heard that song before. He's like, we wrote it, cuz. We wrote it. I was like, too good, too good. That was amazing. I was like, that's a good song. Come on, give it up for our worship team. That was fantastic. Man, that was a cool song. Too good, too good. <coughs> Maybe I'll fade out halfway through the, uh, <coughs> Halfway through this. I better get to the message, otherwise I'll go. <coughs> but anyway, last Sunday, and, uh, um, you know, we were at the, just about we were to head to the evening service at Converts and the uh, in the evening, but just before we we left, we became aware that there had been a big earthquake in New Zealand just because of the time zone, the evening service there. It had just happened. Gia was like, oh my goodness, on Facebook. And, uh, like, what, 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 what? And we're like, what is going on? As we went on uh, uh, to the, and our internet wasn't good. And as we went on, we realized a big earthquake and a big event had happened uh, uh, in New Zealand. And so we left for Conway Church a little bit like torn, uh, like what is going on back there? Has anybody hurt and that type of uh, uh, thing? And so that was, you know, just a little bit troubling. And of course, I don't know whether you heard this on the news, but India itself was going through its own turmoil uh, that uh, very week. 
the government had decided, for whatever <laughs> reason, the government had decided that uh, it's uh, a lot of the notes that it uses, like 500 rupee and 1,000 uh, rupee notes, were no longer any good. So we'd just taken out 40,000 rupees, which I don't know how many dollars that is, but it's not like 40,000, it's just a uh, few hundred dollars. But the government said those notes are no good anymore. But here's the thing, there's one billion people in India, and suddenly their money's no good anymore. So you can imagine the chaos, the chaos like Greece-like or Greece, Greek-like conditions, where basically all the stuff... Started, uh, there were queues at banks and people were stressed out about it. They couldn't get any money and stuff. And it was real. If you've ever watched those YouTube sort of end of the world, to watch the banks, they'll take all your money. They did that. They just said, your money's no good anymore. So now we had to exchange the money. We go to the bank and friends, I want to tell you, you'd think it'd be simple. Not in India, no way. So we, we think, you think you're just going to take your old notes and give and they'll give you the new notes because they were printing now 2,000 rupee notes. So uh, no way, no way. You couldn't just go in and hand the notes saying, give me the new notes. No, no, you had to fill out 14 forms in triplicate. You had to put every, no, not 14, but it felt like 14, I can tell you. You had to queue outside the bank. You got in the bank and you had to queue inside the bank. And then they took you downstairs and you had to queue downstairs. And, you know, you just the lines and uh, so I took the team through a bureaucratic Indian nightmare just to get a small amount of money because you could only withdraw 4,000 I think it's like 50 bucks a day that's all you could do and and the government's saying they're trying to weed out black money and all that type of thing but it affected a billion people and so, of course, the, the church, that affects the church, because I, I was thinking, well, it might help the offerings because everyone's going to throw away their old, uh, old notes because they're not, uh, not any good anymore. But that was just weighing heavily on their hearts. So we had the earthquakes, that's weighing heavily on the hearts. Then we come in, and, and the, the, they've done really good in the service. We've, we've talked about leadership, how we can set up our auditorium a little bit different. So they worked really hard and made some changes. They had a massive center row, which I don't know what was for, so you're always preaching to an empty, empty space. I was like, come on, guys, let's get ready to uh, center row and change it. And so uh, they did that. They worked really hard. And so they could tell they were quite proud of that. And halfway through the service, as they're enjoying it, because they've worked hard to set it all up, the power goes off. So it's completely black. And, uh, but hey, it doesn't stop them in India. Doesn't stop them in India. They still just carried on. And you can see they're a little bit like, oh, man, we really wanted to do our uh, uh, thing today for us. And, and I guess impress us and just say, hey, God is, uh, God is good. But the, I kind of liked it. I kind of liked that the power went off. Because number one, I mean, the fans did stop and the mozzies did bite. But I can tell you this, they like services loud. Do you think it's loud here? They like it loud. I mean, so much. So, and they, here's the thing, they always put us at the front in front of the speaker. It was like, ah! Uh, so for that thing, we stayed at the back. It went off, and, and uh, Anita recorded it. You can see it on YouTube. Everyone took out their phones, and that was quite a cool moment because I could hear God speaking through them and, 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 and using it. But they were frustrated. It can be frustrating when things don't work out, how, when stuff goes wrong like earthquakes, like your money's no good anymore. I mean, that's big, uh, big, uh, big stuff. Or when the power goes off in the middle of your service, or your screen stops working uh, halfway through. I mean, life doesn't work how you think it should. When stuff goes wrong, what do you do? What's your, what's your attitude? What, what, how do we handle that? And in the middle of that, when the power went off, I, 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 I was reminded of a scripture I'd read just that morning in the book of Habakkuk. 
And as I, I read it to the, the church there, because I didn't know if I was going to be preaching in the dark or, or, or whatever, but I, I felt this is so relevant. Because the book of Habakkuk is a book about trouble. It's a book about trouble and, and, and Habakkuk's attitude towards when Habakkuk's going, God, why is this stuff happening? Why is this happening? Why are people invading us? Why, what, what, what is going on here? Yet it ends very differently. He says, in spite of all this, here, here's what he says at the end of the book. And I, I noticed when I opened this, because I just spotted it, 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 that I've underlined it. And I don't know when I underlined it or why I underlined it, but I underlined it. I opened another Bible this morning and I've underlined it there too. But it's a good scripture to remind us of who God is and what should be our attitude when, when I guess there's trouble. Because how many know it's easy to praise God when everything's going amazing? <laughs> About four of you, come on, some of you. Uh, how many know it is? It is when everything's working out your way, uh, you know, and it's my way or the highway or whatever. When everything's working, it's easy to praise God. But what about when it's not working your way? What about when your world shakes or your house shakes? What about when there's a tornado outside? What about when there's, I believe that has happened on the cover, he goes, what's your attitude then? See, that's important because it's easy to praise God only when things go well. And, and here's what Habakkuk said. Having watched all this, and if you, I don't have time to read the whole, uh, whole book and you're saying, thank God for that. I mean, that might take a long time. But as he goes through all this stuff and he's troubled by it, he's troubled. But he ends, this, he ends the passage by just saying this. He said, though the fig tree does not bud, it's the fruit trees, the fruit of stuff, what you eat. Though the fig tree, people make their incomes out of that, their livelihoods that would feed their family. Though the fig tree does not bud, it's not giving any fruit. And there are no grapes on the vines. That kind of sucks. There's no grapes. There's no wine, the drink of celebration. There's no, there's no, no grapes on the, uh, uh, on the vines. Though the olive crop fails. It's a very positive message. I'm, I don't know. <laughs> Then the olive crop fails and the fields produce no food. I mean, it just gets worse. Though my house shakes with earthquakes. No, it doesn't say that, but I'm, I'm putting that in there. Or if you were in India, I said, oh, you're 500, your money's no good anymore. You're 500s and you're thousands. And I got, because you've got to understand, they issued a 2,000 rupee note and the only change that they had, the other note was there was 100s. But of course, no one had enough hundreds to give change for that. So no one would give any change. So you couldn't do any, couldn't go to hospital. Couldn't go, so the government had to make a back thing and f force hospitals to take the old notes saying it'll be okay because people couldn't buy food, they couldn't go to hospital, they couldn't put petrol. I mean, it was a night, I mean, the queues were crazy. Even when your money's no good anymore or your fields produce no food, what would you do? How would you be? Though there are no sheep in the pen, that's your livelihood. I'm broke. And no cattle in the stores. He says in verse 18, yet. Yeah. Everybody say yet. yet. He says, yet I will rejoice in the Lord. Yeah. Yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will be joyful in God my Savior. Now, he's not saying we've just got to sing happy songs all the time and all, all that type of thing. What he's saying is, uh, listen, friends, I've got to tell you, what can be shaken will be shaken. Yeah. What can be shaken will be shaken. Friends, there's nothing fixed. And the earthquakes are a good, a good reminder of how frail everything is. Yeah. 
They, they remind us of our frailty. They remind us of our uh, human condition and our, I think our need for God. <laughs> Man, we, 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 we need you. Again, when your money, when you're suddenly told, because we've just taken out 40,000 rupees, like I said, and now it's useless. And just go, man, what are we trusting in? Some may trust in horses, some may trust in chariots, but we will trust in the name of the Lord our God. And what Habakkuk was saying in this passage, what Habakkuk was saying, he's not denying, in all the other chapters, he's speaking to the reality of his situation. He's talking to the reality of what he's suffering with and what, what's going on. He's saying, God, why is this happening? But he comes to the end of his uh, time, or if you like, the end of his moan and the end of his groan and saying in the middle of it, regardless of whatever's happening here, whatever's shaking, whatever's moving, whatever is not working out how it should, yet I'm going to praise you, yet I'm going to rejoice in you, yet I'm going to worship because you are the God who does not change. You are the same yesterday, today, and forever. And, and, and I'm going to trust, I'm going to choose to trust, not in my circumstances, but in who you are. I'm going to trust in your unfailing character in spite of the crop failing, in spite of life not going how I thought it should, in spite of my difficult situation. I'm going to choose to trust, not my circumstances, but in your character. It was not governed by what was happening around him, but rather who God was to him. Good preaching, Adam. Thank you very much. Are you trusting in it? See, when things happen, bad stuff happens, I mean, fear, Helen talked about fear. What, what, what's, our, what's our response? I mean, it, it can be fear and <clears throat> doubt, anger, and stuff doesn't work like you thought it would or stuff doesn't work like you thought it should. Yet he says, yet I will. Will rejoice. What will you do? Will you rejoice in the Lord? What will we do? See, we all face trials, and I've said it. I mean, I've spoken it. I think it's Job. What is it? Um, Job five seven promises us trouble. If you're a Christian, and again, we sometimes think, "Why, Lord? Why is you?" And, and can I just say this? Whatever we go through, there's always somebody worse off. Yeah. There's already, you know, again, I mean, our power went off in that service for, I don't know, half an hour, but there are people who don't have power in their homes. I mean, it's just, stuff happens. Job 5, 7 says, man, is destined for trouble as surely as sparks fly upward. Jesus promised, it was a promise of God, don't claim it. But Jesus promised, he said, in this life, you will have trouble. There will be things that disturb us. There will be things that will shake our world. If we have a Christianity that says there's never going to be any difficulty, there's never going to be any pain, that is not the Bible I read. Every person in the Bible faced trials, faced difficulties, faced situations they didn't know how to overcome yet, yet it's because of Jesus we overcome. We will all walk through the valley of the shadow of death, all of us. But we're not to fear evil. We're not to, his rod and his staff 
will comfort us in the midst of it. He doesn't say, you'll be a Christian and no problems will ever ha- happen to you. My, you're dreaming. You're dreaming. <laughs> Trials will happen. Jesus promised, that Jesus said, in this world we will have trouble. It's not if, but when. We shouldn't be surprised when, when stuff shakes as if God should keep us in a protective bubble. He says the same rain that falls on the wicked also falls on the righteous. We too will experience trouble. But Jesus said this, in this world you will have trouble, but take heart. Because I've overcome the world. No matter what you face, he's overcome. So no, how, no matter how great it is, he's greater. No how big the problem is, he's bigger. Come on, that's a good place to say amen there, preacher. Amen. And he talks about, I'll send in John chapter 4, 14, verse 20. He said, I'll send my spirit. So do not let your hearts be troubled. Do not be afraid. So I'll send my spirit and he'll comfort you and he'll lead you and he'll speak to you and he'll teach you and he'll guide you. See, no matter what we're facing, can I just say this? God is still on the throne. God is still on the throne. Donald Trump is not on the throne. Come on, somebody. About four of you. I said Donald Trump is not on the throne. Some of you are not too sure. He's not on the throne. God is on the throne. He is the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. He's not on the throne. We learned that Donald Trump was a president sitting in a village in India on our little balcony on the 100-year-old mission uh, uh, base built by Canadian missionaries. We're sitting there watching bullet carts of villages plow their fields, and we learned that Donald Trump, Trump is president. Just a guy, a little bit of news came in because we didn't have sort of internet. We just came sporad- sporadically, and we, first of all, we didn't believe it. Uh, but but they said no, no, it's uh, it's there. And of course, we heard at that time too, the money's just all change. Your money's useless. So we're sitting in a village in the what wops in India, going, what are we going to do? Not about Donald Trump, about our money. <laughs> but I thought, how is this going to affect all these people plowing the fields? I don't know. That makes no difference to them. Yeah. They go on sowing, yeah. feeding their cows, doing, plowing their fields. But Donald Trump is not on the throne. Some of us are so freaked out by all that stuff. Oh, I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know. Well, God does. God's not sitting up in heaven going, oh, my goodness, I don't know what's going to go on. Come on, I'm preaching good. God's on the throne. He's still the king of kings. He's still the Lord of lords. And so here we are in our Commerce service. We just heard about the earthquakes. We're a bit torn about what's going on at home. We're, we've just found out our money's useless and that's affecting everybody in the, uh, in the, uh, in the church and the power's gone off and and in all the midst of that chaos, we'll praise the Lord. Yes, As the service ended, the power had <coughs> come back on. They bring in some big, mean-ass batteries <coughs> to hook it all up. And you, to, I mean, the wiring. <laughs> Dangerous, man. <laughs> Dangerous. Because, again, we've been at services. I, I remember Ian was there, and he was like, he was singing a song, and I thought he was just touched by the spirit, but he was actually getting electrocuted with a <laughs> <laughs> microphone. <clears throat> Shazam! <Whoa>. <laughs> but in the midst of that service, I hear stories of God's work. 
I hear stories of what God is doing and how lives are being touched. And it just reminded me in the middle of it that God moves and God is still on the throne. And I've talked about, you can go and check out sermons from before, maybe I can't remember what I talked about, but our struggle with pain and suffering is, is not so much the fact that it happens, because it happens all over the world. It just doesn't affect us. People are losing their lives all over the world. It doesn't affect us because we're, we're, we're disassociated with it. Our problem with pain is when it touches us, the emotional problem of evil and suffering and things when it comes close to us. That's where, when it's like, why God? But tragedies happen all the time. But at the same time, God is always working in hopeless conditions to bring hope. And so in the middle of all this, I hear from Pastor Rupali. She comes and tells us this testimony. And it goes like this. In 2014, uh, when the team was visiting there, Anita was preaching. She called out a woman. She saw a woman weeping in the congregation. You want to hear a story? Yeah. About four of you. I said, you want to hear a story? Come on. <laughs> To, to, and so this lady's weeping, so, uh, weeping and um, Anita calls her out because, you know, her heart is moved. And I said, what's happening? And it, <clears throat> she says her son and her daughter-in-law have been trying for nine years to have babies. Nine years. They've gone to every medical doctor they can. They've, try, they've tried and tried and tried. The doctor said, there's no way you're having a baby. No way. It's impossible. And so they've spent like, a good, they've got no house or whatever because all their income has been spent on seeing these doctors trying to see that happen. They'd reached the end of their, their tether. And so the mother was feeling this. She's at church. They're back in their village. They don't go to church. I don't, I don't know if they even from a Christian background, they might possibly from a Hindu background. But the, but the mother's weeping. And so Anita calls it out. And she just says, because we're praying for everybody. You pray for everything that moves or whatever. And, and, and he says, I want you to go back to that village. And I want you to lay your hands on the, your daughter-in-law's womb and speak life over it. And speak life over it. You want to know what happened? Yeah. I said, you want to know what happened? Come on, you got to humor, humor me now. Humor me now. Remember, I got a block there. <clears throat> Pastor Rupali. Pastor Rupali will share what happened? Because what Anita didn't know when she prayed for her is that this is Pastor Rupali. She's our Hadapsa pastor with her husband, RJ. She didn't know, Anita didn't know that this is Rupali's brother and this was her mother she was uh, 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 talking to. So she came to share some of the story. Does it make a difference when we go there? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So she's going to say, now she was, I just recall when she told the story, I said, you gotta, you got to speak this stuff. She's like, Pastor, I'm very nervous about speaking English. I don't know if my English is very good. I said, it's beautiful, beautiful. So I was like, you, you, you just tell the story. Here's, here's what happened, if we can play that video. <clears throat> Hello, everyone. Praise God. Greetings in the, the name end of, of Jesus. Service. I just want to share a small testimony with you all. Uh, my brother was not having child from last nine years. And uh, last time in 2000, uh, I think 14, Anita's uh, pastor came in India. And uh, that time she just uh, com uh, comforted my uh, mother. She said that God is going to 
wipe all your tears he's going to bless your family and uh, she told to go and bless your uh, daughter in law so my mother went to her village she blessed my uh, sister in law and what happened god did miracle uh, in two months they have started to believing jesus they started to go to church and uh, uh, god is so faithful now uh, god answered all our prayers and uh, now my uh, sister in law uh, gave birth to a sweet nice baby girl all glory to god for uh, uh, answering our prayers for sending anita pastor and giving word of comfort word of uh, blessing for me my family my brother we all are so happy and uh, i believe that this testimony will encourage you all that bless you how many think that encourage you <clears throat> there's the baby right there there's the miracle baby right there my wife's got some powerful thing going on there. I don't know. But here's another story. Here's another story. Uh, we were in Hedapsa Church preaching in th that morning. And uh, Anita was so excited to see this girl. I said, dear, what, what's going on here? She said, well, you wouldn't believe it. When we last saw this girl, she had no hair. They brought her into the service, 2014. Were you on that team, Spence? Uh, uh, so had no hair. And, and, and you prayed for uh, for hair, and what, what she's excited, she now had a full cropper cropper hair. But here's the thing: uh, 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 she was fitting every day, every day. And here, watch this story of what God does for this family. Amen. You can play that next video. Hello, everyone. I just uh, I like to share one more testimony it. with you all. Actually, last uh, in 2014, Anita Pastor came and visited our church. And that time we were having one family who were struggling with uh, some issues. Uh, that family came to know Jesus and uh, the day mother and father got baptized, their elders, uh, elder uh, daughter started, uh, she started having some fits problems. She was having, she, uh, she lost her health, she lost her hair, she was going through some uh, treatment and doctor said that this child will never uh, get well. She will have this problem for long uh, lifetime. She will have frequently those fits and attacks problem. And that time that family came weeping and Anita pastor gave them hope. She said God will never do anything wrong with you and your family. So she had lost all of her hair. Yes, she lost all the hairs and her uh, health. And what happened that uh, Anita Pastor prayed for that girl and uh, now when Anita Pastor visited again, that girl is completely healed. She's not having any health issue, feet stop, she's having nice big hairs. I'll uh, send her pictures also to you. All glory to God. That was the point where family, everyone was telling them, turn away from Jesus because you are believing this all is happening with you. But God is so good, so faithful. God healed that girl. And now that all family is glorifying Jesus and coming to church. Hallelujah. God bless you all. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let's show the photo. There she is there. <clears throat> so here's the thing. On the day the family got baptized, the girl started having fits. 
on the day their family got baptized, she suddenly started having, talk about demons right, uh, uh, right there. So on that day, they prayed. She never has had a fit. It's like two years. Uh, it was a three, 2045th year. So, so she's never had a fit. And Anita prayed, I pray you have hair like mine. And uh, so now she's got a big bushy, uh, bushy hairdo. Don't you love it? In the midst of pain, in the midst of chaos, God is still doing miracles. Come on, let's give God some <laughs> glory. You know, I don't know, I don't know why um, God doesn't answer every prayer. I don't know, I don't know why. I don't know why. I, I don't understand it. I'm, uh, <clears throat> I'm just a man. He's God. I don't know why, in His wisdom, He chooses to do that. But again, though the fig tree does not bud, there are no grapes in the vine, and there's no sheep. Yet will I praise Him. Yet will I worship him. But I'm walking, even my, uh, when the ground shakes, even with tornadoes, earthquakes, whatever, whatever it was, yet will I praise him. I will be joyful in God, my Savior. Not a fake joy trying to hype it up, but a joy that comes from God. The joy of the Lord be my strength, not my circumstances of the Lord. Let his joy be my, my joy. And the thing about adversity is I do feel it can bring out the worst in people, but it can also draw out the best. And it can draw people to him. It can draw people to him. I was talking to an American in Mumbai Airport. Just chatting, he just started talking. Talking, he said to me, man, he was so freaked out about what was happening in America. And and you could see he was searching in his heart. And he was from uh, Charlotte, North Carolina. And I, recently that's been on the news because there's been police officers shot uh, there. Oh, no, black people shot there and uh, riots and all that. And he was, like, really disturbed. He works for the company called Maris, the big shipping container thing. So he's there, comes to India every few months doing business there, big, big business. He's some big shot leader there, but he was troubled. And he, he told me he voted for Trump and was seeing all the stuff going on, the riots and that. But I, I could tell that adversity was causing him to ask questions. He was talking, he said, what do you do? He said, well, I, I said, well I'm, a, I'm a pastor. We're here doing church work. He's like, oh man, we need more people like you. Why? Because he said, he's like, people used to have faith in America. They've lost it. We, we, we need to get back to that place. So I said, well, what about you? What about you? You know, I don't know a lot about America. I don't know where there are churches in America, but what I do know it's probably one of the most famous churches on the planet is right there in Charlotte, North Carolina, Stephen Furtick's Elevation Church. And so I didn't know there was, I said, there's a church right in your town. Why don't you go along to that church? He's like, sir, I just might do that. I, I need to sort my life out. I need to, I, and I don't know whether he is today. Let's pray in Jesus' name. Today, he's in Elevation Church in North Carolina and giving his heart to Jesus. Adversity is a way of drawing us. So I don't know why God doesn't answer all the prayer. I do know that we'll struggle just as anybody struggles. But I guess the challenge for all of us here is through those struggles is to be the hands and feet of Jesus. Not judging people, not them, but just to be the hands and feet of Jesus. Yes, searching for answers, but also being the answer. Be the answer. 
Talk to your neighbors. Encourage them. Let them find the same Jesus who gives you peace through the hard times. You know what the name Habakkuk means? The name Habakkuk actually means to cling to or to embrace or hold on to. It's funny because Habakkuk finishes his message clinging on to the only thing because whatever can be shaken will be shaken. And he clings on to the only thing that cannot be moved, the rock. On Christ the solid rock I stand. All other ground is sinking sand. What are you clinging on to today? What are you clinging on to today? Hold on to him. It says in the Psalms, and I've gone a little bit over, over time today. It's because I'm doing Indian style. I get two-hour services there, so I'm just, I'm just having a hard time getting back in the flow. <clears throat> I want to read the scripture. Psalm 16, verse 8 says, I, I keep my eyes always on the Lord. What are you keeping your eyes on? I keep my eyes always on the Lord. With him at my right hand, I will not be shaken. The ground can shake, but I will not be shaken. Keep your eyes on him. For he is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Our circumstances are always changing. You have a good week, good week, bad week, good day, bad day. Life's like that, full of ups and downs. Keep your eyes on him. He's by your right hand. You will not be shaken. Spread that. Love your neighbor. Be the hands and feet of Jesus today as you go from this place.